Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Tuesday, the 10th of August, 2021. First episode for the working week. Didn't record one yesterday. Ran a uh, pretty long workshop, actually, for an organization here in Australia around managing people and managing performance, which which I'll talk about probably in another episode this week at some stage. But I did want to talk today about a topic around story. And the importance of not only our story, but also the story of our team, but also starting to think about what is the story of our customers and uh, and what, what makes them tick and what brings them to be where they are right now. And it's a pretty topical one because we've just come off the back of what I think is one of the greatest Olympic Games that has ever been uh, ever been staged, albeit with little or no crowds. But it's amazing how many events with no crowds still had this amazing level of tension because there were gold medal performances, world records, Olympic records being broken across multiple different sports, which was amazing to witness. But what was even more intriguing for me, though, was the number of uh, people who perhaps didn't necessarily get onto the podium, but they it was just a massive effort to get there. So it was all about their story, their backstory, and what actually led them to be an Olympian in the first place. And the whole Olympic Games were littered with stories from people on what sort of challenges they had to overcome. Now, there were people who had lost coaches in the lead-up to the Games. There were even athletes who had had to overcome some horrendous difficulties and challenges and the sacrifices they had to make just to get to the start line, just to get to the opportunity to be able to participate in what is the world's biggest stage in relation to sport was just phenomenal. So it wasn't necessarily whether they whether they made the final, made the Olympic final, whether they won a gold medal or a bronze medal or even a silver medal. It was more a case for many of them that they actually got to compete. And in a lot of cases, what was what was phenomenal to see, there was a lot of personal best times being lodged by a number, number of different athletes. And there was a number of events that the first, I think, five or six uh, place getters in certain races had all delivered personal best times and in some cases also world best times. Uh, and in all in any other previous Olympic Games, probably the first five would have uh, been enough to win the gold medal in previous, uh, previous Olympic Games. So the performances were just phenomenal. But really it's the story that, that really gets me and I love, I love to read about the backstories of people. Uh, how how a little kid, for example, watched uh, watched a swimmer back in 2004 or 2005, and went about starting to train with a dream or with an ambition of one day being good enough to represent their country in the Olympic Games, and then to see that particular swimmer competing against their idol and being in a position to beat them is just an amazing, an amazing story. But it's not about the winning. It's not about the. Uh, it's not about the gold medal. It's not about the silver. Not about the bronze. It's about the competition but it's about what these people had to overcome in order to get to a position where they could compete on that bigger stage. And for the vast majority of the athletes, they knew that their times and their positioning in the world rankings, for example, probably wouldn't have been good enough to be on the podium, but they were still in there with an opportunity and with the, in with a chance. And this is what made the Olympic Games such a enthralling event for the last two weeks, just to see people push themselves to their limits but not give up. And this is where we can take a lot from these athletes that are performing on the biggest stage. They've sacrificed so much. 
They've put themselves in a position where they can perform at their very best, and many cases they do. And of course, there's always cases where people don't do as well as they expect to do, or not as well as their others expecting them to do. But it is about competing. And I was watching the Olympic marathon, the men's marathon, on Sunday morning, and uh, the think the winner won in about two hours and eight minutes, which was outside the world record. But he ran across the line as if he there was not a bit of sweat on him, a guy from Kenya. And yet the the stragglers, and we watched a lot of the people who were coming in probably 25 minutes to 30 minutes behind the winner. And one of them in particular who was coming, I think, last or second last, had a best time that was half an hour quicker than what he was running. But it was the, the stamina that he was demonstrating and the sheer will to get over the line in an Olympic marathon. Just to finish, just to complete the task, I think was one of the most inspirational things that I've seen. And there's countless examples of that across the whole two weeks. And I think it's one of the most inspirational events that you could ever sit down and, and view. Even though there weren't any crowds, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, good points and a lot of insights we can take from those Olympic Games. And one of the things I want to take out of that uh, from for today's episode is the power of the story. And it's really about being inquisitive and thinking about, okay, what, what led to these athletes getting onto this stage? What possess what possesses and I was asked, I said this to my wife a couple of times. What would possess somebody to think about lifting huge amounts of weight over their head, which is sometimes two or three times their body weight? What would possess somebody to start lifting massive amounts of weights? What would possess somebody to put themselves through rigorous pain to row a kilometer on a boat boat just for a gold medal? Sometimes it makes no sense, but this is the power of the story. What, What made these people make that choice? What was the catalyst? What led them to start that particular sport? What kept them going? And what led them to be one of the best in the world to the point where they could represent their country in the Olympic Games? Uh, and that's that's the power of the story. So over the weekend, I was thinking about this and how this relates to sales. And there is some significant, uh, significant parallels here because in sales and in sales leadership, certainly as an exceptional sales leader, we are looking for exceptional performance. And we're looking for certain characteristics and certain traits in people that will lend itself to consistent, sustainable, replicable performance, which ultimately does become top of the tree. Now, it's not necessarily about winning the the greatest, uh, the greatest salesperson in the world or the best number one salesperson for the team, or well, that would be nice. What it's really about is how do I become the very best version of myself? Now, that sounds cliches and it might sound a little bit wishy-washy, but when it all is all said and done, one of the biggest dangers we have as salespeople, but certainly as sales leaders, is we compare ourselves to other people. And sometimes when we compare ourselves to other people who appear to be doing a lot better than us, who appear to be generating a lot more revenue than us, generating a lot more sales than us, we can make the mistake of thinking they are so much better than us and therefore we are not worthy of being in their presence. And the thing is, we don't know what their backstory is. We don't know what sacrifices they've had to make. We don't know what pain and challenges they've had to go through and overcome in order to get to a position where they are achieving what they are achieving today. What we can do though is we can take some information from them, take some strategies from them and look and observe them in terms of what are they doing that will enable them to deliver the results that they're delivering. So this is where we're modeling excellence. And this is where the power of the story becomes really important because until you delve into somebody's background and really understand where they come from and what makes them tick, what motivates them, what inspires them to do what they do every single day, only then can we really get an insight in terms of what strategies they're putting in place and why they're doing it, which then gives us a much better understanding as to how they're generating the results that they are generating. So it begs the question, as a sales leader right now, how well do you know your team? Do you know their backstory? What makes them tick? What motivates them? What gets them up every single day? 
Now, I am staggered at the number of people I ask this question of, and they I, they give me blank looks. They say, oh, I never actually delved into that. I've got no idea of the background of my team. Now, what's really interesting is often they'll say to me, well, how is that relevant in relation to the sales job they've got to do right now? They've got to deliver results this week. So what the hell is their, what the hell has their backstory got to do with anything to do with what they're delivering this week and what sort of actions they're taking this week? And I say, well, you know what? It's actually interesting because it'll give you an insight in terms of exactly why they're doing what they're doing right now. And I'll give you a story that illustrates this perfectly. I recorded a podcast about this about 12, 14 months ago. And it's in relation to an appointment that I made many years ago when I was running a sales team at Optus. Uh, we're looking for a brand new sales executive and I was looking for specific characteristics that I could utilize, that I could teach, that I could mentor and coach uh, a person into hopefully becoming a really successful independent thinking sales executive because right then I thought I had quite a one-dimensional team and we needed something different. I needed somebody with a different background who brought a completely different flavor to the team. So I knew exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for somebody who was teachable. I I was looking for somebody who was hungry to learn. They had a voracious appetite for learning. They're also prepared to be disciplined to do what what was necessary in order to get results. But I was also looking for a level of consistency where they would be able to stay the course. They wouldn't be a fly-by-nighter. They wouldn't... uh, get out of the blocks really quickly, run 100 miles an hour for 100 meters and then stop falling over and not being able to get up and run anymore. So they needed to have a level of consistency over the long term because this wasn't a short-term play. This was a long-term uh, long-term appointment that I wanted to actually help develop into hopefully being a leader one day, albeit uh, in, a, in a few years' time. So I was looking for some very specific characteristics. Now, all the people that actually applied for the role, many of them had some great uh, some great. Uh, track records in terms of their performance and on the surface at least it showed that they had the capabilities or at least the attributes that I was looking for that they could probably do the job really well. However, the person I chose was somebody who didn't have any sales experience. So on the surface, it would be quite easy to say, well, this person is not qualified. Therefore, why are you choosing this person? Well, the reason I chose this person is they had exactly the attributes that I was looking for. Now, this is where the power of the story comes into it. Because through the interview process, I found out that this person had been, since the age of about four or five, practicing and training as a ballerina. So doing ballet before school for a couple of hours, then going to school, and then going back after school to train, practice, and learn ballet. Now, her parents were taking her to ballet practice before school. She was then going to school, and then her parents were taking her to ballet practice after school. Now, she was doing this from a very young age and only stopped, I think, towards the back end of her teenage years. Now, when I interviewed her, she was in her early 20s and had not been in sales, but had been in the business and had some business experience for a few years now, having finished having finished school. But the key thing is, if I had have been just looking for experience, what this person had actually achieved in her business experience up until that date or in her career, I would have glossed over probably the difference that made all the difference in terms of her being a potentially successful sales executive. And now she's actually a leader in a large global organization. And uh, kudos to her because she's done an extraordinary amount of work and she's earned every single bit of it, which is uh, which I'm really proud of. But it was her ability to do all the things I was looking for. It was consistency. It was persistence. It was a power of a dream, wanting to get to a certain destination and being prepared to do whatever it took in order to get there. The sacrifices she had to make through her, through her early years and through her teenage years, in many cases it was uh, things like you know social social events not necessarily going to be able to go to because she had to practice ballet. 
but it's that dedication and the challenges she therefore had to overcome because there was a lot of injuries she also had to overcome in order to be at the top of her game from a ballet point of view. But she was demonstrating all of the attributes that I knew would make a phenomenal account executive and a sales executive and eventually a great sales leader. And so just imagine if I hadn't have tapped into that story, if I hadn't have understood her background, if I hadn't have gone and been curious and asked questions about what brought her to this particular point and what drove her to be in a position where she wanted to move into a, into a corporate sales role, I would have missed out on what ended up for me being probably my best hire of my entire career. And it's not because she's gone on and done, done wonderful things, it's because I was really proud of that because she didn't come from a standard sales background. And I've got to say, uh, people were criticizing me and they were chastising me and they were having a crack at me as to why I chose her because they were judging everything based on her surface level background. And that is she didn't have the sales experience, but they hadn't delved into the power of her background and the power of the story as to what drove her and what brought her to this particular moment. So what I understood then, and I'm so glad I understood this, and this is what I keep talking about now with all the sales leaders I work with, is every single person has a story, and every single person has a unique story, which shapes the person, or at least contributes to shaping the person. So what makes you unique? Think about this for yourself as a sales leader. What makes you unique? What is your story? What is your backstory? And hey, it's nothing. there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be regretful of. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter which family you're from. It doesn't matter which side of the world you're from. Everybody has a story. And it's how we can tap into those to understand what makes people tick for yourself, but also start thinking about this for your team. What makes your team tick? If you haven't had a conversation with your team members and understood what's their background, what drove them to be in a sales position, what drove them to be in this position where they're working in your company, and what drove them specifically to be in your team, then you're doing yourself and you're doing them a disservice. So learn their backstory because you may actually find some intriguing information that you can actually use for good to help unlock any barriers or any challenges they might be experiencing. That could be the difference that makes all the difference between them being an average performer and them being an extraordinary performer. So tap into the power of the story. Understand what makes your team tick. Understand what is important to them, what motivates them, what gets them up every single day, but what, more importantly, what keeps them coming back every single day. Be curious, genuinely care about your people and you would be amazed at what they share with you and how you can actually use that to help them get better every single day. And who knows, through constant effort, through that discipline, through that consistency, you may actually be amazed it could be the key to a gold medal winning performance and they could be your next number one salesperson. So tap into your story, but also tap into your team's story. And with that, a perfect segue into I'm looking for the next handful of highly committed highly disciplined sales leaders who are not content with where they're at. They know there's a new level of performance they can get to and they're prepared to do what it takes to do that and get to the exceptional level. Love to work with you one-on-one. As I said, looking for a handful to work with one-on-one over the next 90 days. If that is you and if you are committed to that development, if you're committed to investing in yourself and you're prepared to do what, uh, what needs to be done in order to be that exceptional sales leader, then I'd love to have a conversation with you and help you do just that over the next three months. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, and we can get started as early as this week. Got a few openings in the calendar this week. So if you're committed, ready to do investing yourself and ready to get going, then let's start working together and help you get to that exceptional sales level as early as in the next three months. So I look forward to that conversation. And as always, very grateful that you're plugging into the podcast and look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. 
Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.